the weekend variety wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. Yeah, do. It's great getting a program in your hands. I reckon it's still uh, the way to go with a film festival anyway. What the hell? Uh, do what you like. Six away, six after nine o'clock. Welcome if you're listening on the podcast. Downloadable to listen to at your leisure. So you may be listening. Th- this may have happened in the past. Coming up later this hour, John Dipvig straining at the leash as usual. Oh, guess what? He's going to talk some more about Donald Trump. You need to get it up. May I entreat you to listen to an interview with someone you may not have heard of. P.P. Arnold, singer in London in the 1960s. She was one of Ike and Tina Turner's Iquettes, brought up in the United States, but found welcoming arms, encouragement, and much more besides in London, just like Jimi Hendrix did. Uh, I was offered the interview with her. She's like friends with, uh, well, I think she was Steve Marriott's lover of the small faces. Man, her CV is amazing. Look her up. But what a fun interview she turned out to be. I'll give you a little secret insight. Oh, this is me calling her up. Hello. Hello, PP Arnold. It's Graham Hill from Auckland, New Zealand. Hi, Graham. God, what time is it over there? It's three in the morning. Three in the morning, your time? Oh, yeah, I'll do anything for you, Pipi Arnold. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Don't believe everything I say. Maybe that's... What a vibrant and wonderful storyteller she is and great stories from that amazing time of musical creativity. Maybe the most amazing time in the modern history of rock. When you think about it, line them up. The Who, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Small Faces, blah, 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 Cat freaking Stevens. <laughs> okay, coming up very shortly, Skeptical Thoughts with Susie Wiles. It's a public service. She's a great bullshit detector. Up next. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. Skeptical Thoughts with Susie Wiles. Bullshit. Hallelujah. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> really well, thank you, guys. How are you? Tremendous. Okay, uh, let's talk about Dr. Oz. I, I think John Dibbig might have something to say about him as well. And his uh, letter from or to America, I don't know which direction it goes, but it's about America anyway. Dr. Oz, um, he's, he's a bit of an odious character, isn't he? Because he's given, uh, he, he is a, a qualified doctor, he's a proper doctor, but he seems to care not a jot for the reputation of credibility therein of said discipline. I've, he's been, yeah, he's sold his soul to the dark side. He's, uh, yeah, so he's, if you remember, he's the um, cardiologist who appeared on Oprah Winfrey's show a long time ago, and she loved him so much, she basically gave him his own show on her network. And the rest is history. Mm. <laughs> he's appeared in front of Congress uh, for the claims he makes. Um, yeah, do we have a, I think we have a nice We do, we, we have some audio for, uh, from him. Is he going to do something with Donald Trump, though? Well, so he, um, if you remember back to when Donald Trump was a, uh, was a candidate, oh, not yeah. the president, um, and there was all the stuff about his health, 
Oh, right. And, and not releasing his health, uh, you know, his uh, his um, his medical. Yeah. Um, he uh, he basically um, released the doctor's notes to Dr. Oz and they did a whole show and Dr. Oz was like, you're so healthy. Uh, I believe those were the notes that it's just been alleged were the ones that he actually dictated to his oh, doctor. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Lack of scepticism has landed him in some hot water. Anyway, here's an example of Dr. Oz being grilled uh, by a senator in some congressional mm. hearing of yeah. some sort. Here we go. If I can just... Get across the big message that I, I actually do personally believe in the in the items that I talk about in the show. I, I passionately study them. Uh, I recognize that oftentimes they don't have the scientific muster to present uh, as fact. But nevertheless, I would give my audience the advice I give my family all the time, and I've given my family these products, specifically the ones you mentioned. Then I uh, then I I'm comfortable with that part. I mean, I've tried to really do a lot of research in pre preparation for this trial, and the scientific community is almost monolithic against you in terms of the efficacy of the three products that you call miracles. And when you call a product a miracle and it's something you can buy and it's something that gives people false hope, I just don't understand why you need to go there. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, he's... Um so, yeah, so he basically touts these sort of miracle cures and stuff. Um, and there was a, an analysis of the claims in his show. And um, apparently 78% of statements do not align with evidence-based medical guidelines. But he goes into his family. Recommendations, well, that, that makes it all the better. I gave it to my it? dog. It's still alive. <laughs> I, I mean, essentially what his shows are are one large advertorial for pseudoscience. Right. Anyway, so, you know, he got pally with Trump a couple of years ago and it's all paid off because the White House have just announced that uh, Trump intends to appoint Dr. Oz to a two-year term um, on his President's Council on Sports, Fitness and Nutrition. And that council is charged with engaging, educating and empowering Americans to adopt a healthy lifestyle. So I'm guessing that they're going to re soon be taking a whole load of pseudoscientific supplements too. Why not Yay. Andy Griffith? Because he was a doctor in a show somewhere, wasn't he? <laughs> Why not Alan Alder? But, oh, actually, he wouldn't be bad. Um, oh, far yeah. out. The only hope I Quincy. guess... Quincy! <laughs> That's the sort of level that Trump's working at, isn't it? Yes. Oh, in Quincy's defence, wasn't he at least evidence-based? Um, right. Although not actually a, a doctor, obviously. Uh, the, in, in the only hope we have is that um, it appears that those who fly too close to the Trump fireball inevitably get burned. Mm. So this may well be the beginning of the end of Dr Oz. It could be too mm. nice, nice... Um, that's the only thing that's going to get there. us through. <laughs> and when you say inevitably in Trump world, that can be two weeks. <laughs> we're not talking the standard decade. <laughs> May even be before he sits on the council. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, Dr. Oz. And because we've got it, yeah, here was him on uh, Fox Radio uh, talking about that uh, Trump disclosure of his uh, health, that he's the healthiest person that has ever lived. Dr. Oz, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Ryan. Man, what a great idea to have Donald Trump submit his medical records and release them on your show. It was that a... is genius of you. <laughs> it's not just me. Some of it's circumstance. But I tell you, just listening to the campaign over the last few months, it's gotten louder and louder in the, the, the declarations about how fit the candidates yeah. are. Uh, everyone knows they're older than usual candidates, so the ability of 
these individuals to campaign itself is superhuman. But then you have to wonder, well, what happens after they're elected? Is there a possibility that there'll be issues that arise that hinder their ability to lead us? And a generation ago, we would have hidden this, right? I mean, Ronald Reagan, no one knew we had issues. Uh, certainly FDR, President Kennedy, I mean, there is a long litany of presidents not telling Americans about their health. But I think the world has changed. Yeah. <laughs> Mental health is another thing that we could uh, be kind of important, but anyway. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> uh, another fundraiser to get a sick child to Texas. Texas is a bit of a destination. I know Mexico was and still is for some so-called alternative therapies. Uh, what's happening here? Well, Texas has uh, one particular individual, um, Stanislaw um, Berzinski, mm -hmm. who's been carrying out his own uh, his own clinical trials on his particular flavour of um, and miraculous anti-cancer therapy uh, for thirty or forty years now. Okay. Um, and uh, and this is just yet another family who have basically at the end of their tether hoodwinked into uh, you know doing a fundraiser because they think that this is going to save them. Okay, so Demi's got a, um, a medulloblastoma brain tumour um, which has come back um, after being a year clear from chemotherapy um, and we need to get her out to Texas in America which offers um, antineoplastin therapy which is targeted um, cancer therapy for individual patients um, which is not on offer in the UK or anywhere in Europe um, so that's why we need to go out there We've currently set up a GoFundMe page and we need to raise um, around 150000 um, for the therapy. Um, we need about thirty to 35000 to get out there and get started, um, but obviously the funds is going to tally up because we need to go out for follow-up um, and treatment um, and we don't know exactly how much that's going to round up to. Uh, it's the price is the heartbreaking And well, she's the talking situation. pounds. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. She's talking £30,000 to get them started, which they've more or less just raised. £150,000 is their target. So, you know, over $300,000. Yeah, so he's so she mentions their antineoplastins sort of target-based target therapy. So antineoplastins are not <laughs> target-based therapy. They're something that Berkowski, sorry, Berkowski, Berzinski um, identified uh, many years ago. He used to isolate them from urine. Not that that would be anything, but um, and he now chemically makes them. Um, actually, what he operates is a is seems to be a bait and switch. So he says, "Come for the antineoplastins, which are my clinical, uh, you know, clinical trial thing, of which there is no evidence that they actually have any efficacy at all." And when once you arrive, he then does. Ah, but we do this targeted patient targeted. Um, therapy which essentially is everything and the kitchen sink type therapy which is you know treatment with real chemotherapy drugs but in combinations that have never really been clinically tested i uh, chuck everything at it and um and you have to buy all those drugs from his very own pharmacy so they're also um at a massive markup uh, and it's just an utter scam right um, as, the, as the, someone of a cynical bent might think that um he's hoping like l that the real drugs work well I think he doesn't actually care anymore. Um, oh, so the the FDA and the US have already tried to halt his 
trials several times. They've done sort of checks and found that he fails to stop treatment in patients who are having severe reactions, and when they have those severe reactions, he doesn't report them. Um, the Texas Medical Board have also tried to have him struck off several times, most recently, very recently, um, and that's basically failed yet again. He seems to get off on sort of technicalities. This time he's got off on a small fine and some um, he needs basically to... I think maybe one of them has gone a medical ethics course or something. Um, but I guess our, our, uh, what's really sad is if you Google him, mm. you, um, you will find, you know, any journalist worth their salt will find the stuff about him. And so it's really sad to see these fundraisers, you know, given all the press they do with everybody going and you know now we need to raise to get this thing and you know and in the uk this is a massive like loads of people are going around saying this should be available on the nhs it's like the reason it's not available is because there's no evidence it works it's a complete and utter scam so it's absolutely right and proper that it shouldn't be available on the natural health service right in the uk but people are kind of bringing it as a this is outrageous yes let's get her to texas they're hiding it from us big farmer yeah, yeah. sort of thing there must yeah. be some conspiracy again so the only hope we have it seems now with um, I keep forgetting his name, Bazinski. Bazinski. Mm-hmm. Um, is that because like, the FDA have tried, Texas Medical Board have tried, possibly not very well. But anyway, he's in his 70s and he recently had a heart attack. So I think that's our only hope is that he's not going to be treating patients for much longer. And this is all based, it's kind of like. Um, Winston Peters with New Zealand First. It's, it, it's, all, it's all, it really is him we that's driving so. this thing. I, I really hope so. There doesn't seem to be mention of many other people involved. If his so. stuff works that has made him famous, um, what would we be seeing in the world if it was if his approach was oh, working? We'd, we'd see it being used on cancer patients. But instead, you know, it's... And, it, and it's just this classic thing. You know, if, there's, if, if something is touted as a miracle cure... It likely isn't. And cancer is so complicated. There are so many different kinds, all sorts of different things. How could one thing ever be the treatment? It yeah. just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, and and even and even if that was true, and even if it didn't make any sense, the fact that we have got forty years of supposed clinical trial data. I mean, he just basically doesn't publish it, which is big oh, red really? flag. And the stuff he does publish is actually shows it doesn't work. So, yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't publish well, the other stuff. There you go. Yes, indeed. Very uh, sad. The worst, the very, very worst thing is this: is this is that this is trading on people in such a level of stress mm. and emotional vulnerability. And also, your little freaking girl with a brain tumor. She and looks very unwell on the video. I must yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And And now she's going off to Texas rather than just, you know, making the most of the time they've got left. And if if he is going to give her everything in the kitchen sink, she's going to have all these severe reactions. It's just, it's awful to think about what the quality of her life is going to be for her. And we are safe in saying he, this is how he is lining his pockets. Mm. And it is trading on that very real emotional Mm. grief, that sense of desperation that these people have. And what are they having to do? Raise $100,000. Pounds. You know, or 30,000 to get them going. Oh, yeah, yeah. 30,000 pounds to get them going, yeah, yeah, which they're there. But, you know, that's going to get them there and that first series of treatments oh. and treatments in inverted commas. And yeah. then what? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't blame the parents for wanting to do something, but geez. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, the Ponsonby News. I've been holding on this for about a, at me. a month. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. It's a publication for, um, I don't know, the... Uh, the well-off and better dressed in, 
in trendy Auckland. Um, Do you know what? Can I? I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this on the record. Mm. I was heartbroken when Paperboy went under. Paperboy has been this fabulous free weekly little um, little thing that had kind of great stories. It had you know stuff that was up and coming. It's like it was just fab. Red cover to cover in our household, and it has gone under. And what do we still have? We still have the Ponsonby News. Yeah, Ponsonby, you don't know, in the city suburb of Auckland, um, and. You know, it's like it ads Reiki for your pet. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, here we have Claire Cal- Caldwell does a regular piece in here called "The Art of Living," and this may be the grandest, weirdest thing I've I've heard her print. It usually is just it's oozing woo woo, <laughs> and it's all feels and stuff. Anyway, uh, you're sitting down. I I was sitting down. <laughs> here we are. I shall not misrepresent it. It's said that humpback whales sang to the giant kauri on the tree-laden coasts of ancient New Zealand as they swam by en route to Antarctica and their breeding grounds. Did this happen? Given the immensity of the cetacean brain and the as yet unquantified immensity of tree energy, I find this enchantingly possible. Maybe this interchange helps both species to thrive. Many of us feel interconnectedness when we enter an ancient forest. Our bodies respond to these gentle energies and we feel as if we've come home. Human evolution adapted us to living in forests. <coughs> Hang on, we've got bullshit <laughs> alert for that one. Uh, no. Um, uh, and where would I get to? Pardon me. Uh, in forests. Therefore, we're able to feel their energy and they ours. Uh, Trees from vast family networks via fungi, their information centres that grow on their roots. Uh, Like a giant brain, these impulses run underground, connecting each tree with the other. Every community has a mother tree. A mother tree. Which, like the wise matriarch, passes on accumulated wisdom and healing to her family and even extended family via this fungi apparently all this knowledge and much 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 more is passed on to each successive generation by the mother tree it's a system that has served the healthy survival of trees for millennia um i'll summarize it yes the whales may well have been singing to the kauri trees as they went past okay so i often talk about the ponsme news um when i'm i'm often asked to talk about why i uh, am a scientist who communicates and I use the Ponsby News as one of my reasons why. Because I remember when I first started, uh, so I was reading um, Trick or Treatment by Ed, Edzard Ernst and Simon Singh, and it was all about pseudoscience and pseudomedicine. Um, and, uh, and the reasons why it's so successful, and one of those is that medical researchers don't speak out, right? And at the time, I, I was reading a copy of the Ponsby News because I am uh, uh, privileged enough to live in Ponsby and get one of these free rags. Uh, and it had this woman who... Uh, so they have this section called Ponsby People and Their Pets. Um, and they had a, uh, had an article by a lady who was talking about her giant schnauzer who was suffering from some terrible uh, things and parasites and all sorts. And so she gave him miner- miracle... Schnauzer's dog, is it? Yeah, the dog. She gave him a miracle mineral solution, which in other words is bleach. Uh, and she was basically writing about how amazing this was and she uses it for herself and everyone should take bleach and stuff. And uh, and that was like, I just heard Simon sing in my head going, you need to talk about it, you need to, you need to write about it. So I wrote my first letter to the editor, which was like, please don't uh, give your pet bleach. Why don't you take them to the vet instead? Mm. She got very cross and she accused me of all sorts of things, you know, 
being in the pay of big farmer and all that kind of thing. Uh-uh. But um, yeah, so I, I fondly uh, remember, you know, think of the of the Ponsby News and thank them for for uh, moving me on this on this journey that I've been on. But um, good on you. Okay. My God, it hasn't changed in no, it hasn't. all that time. And the ubiquitous <laughs> photographs as real estate agents usually is. Oh, uh, so that's the so that's sorry. That's also the point. The person who wrote the who wrote about her giant schnauzer was a former estate agent. <laughs> I was just so Ponsomy News. <laughs> Why do real estate agents in uh, this area, anyway, all look like fundamentalist Christian um, uh, Pentecostal preacher husband and wife teams? It looks like City Mission Church. is not City Mission. City Impact. Yes. That guy. Anyway, we'll move on. Let's talk about Salmonella <laughs> and herbal tea. Oh, this is just a very brief, it made me giggle. Um, it's horrible to say, isn't it? But um, it's sort of one of these ironic things that there's a batch of uh, traditional medicinals wellness teas that's being recalled in Canada because of potential contamination with Salmonella, which is a bacterium that can cause some very, very nasty effects in, in people. Um, and it's their throat coat ones, which is promoted as relieving the symptoms of upper Retract, respiratory tract infections. So, you take your uh, take your wellness tea for your respiratory infection, and you end up with a nasty case of a sort of food poisoning bacteria. No. Oh, that sort of made me giggle. That word 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 wellness gets bandied around so much now oh, in the last word, yeah. decade, isn't it? It's become a sort of a cult word. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Susie Wiles, thank you very very much, uh, and it's a public service, really. Thank you, and talk to you soon. <laughs> The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. Here he is, John DeVig. How are you? Good. Very good. Very good. you you got to be good. Least qualified guy. Least qualified guy. You know, you know that's probably a good... Do you want to hear him s- still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him rip. Let him well, rip. do the business. U.S. is the least qualified guy <laughs> to preach and teach China. Don't tell us what is good for China. Thank you very much. It's better for you is to shut up. Shut up. One of the longest introductions in the world. Yeah, but you got to like the guy's enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, you do. He's passionate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to let you slide by. <laughs> it's so nice just thinking what he might be like in person that I don't want to go and find out. Yeah, you got you got your idea. Yeah. You got your idea, and, you know, a lot of times you, you meet him, but yeah. and I, I'd still love <laughs> I'd shake his hand. Good okay. on Okay. All righty. Uh... The hot topic of the week, God, what is it for you? Well, no, it's not for me. It's what's happening, you know? Subpoena. Oh. Subpoena in America. That's the hot topic of the week. They've been talking about it all week. Mm. Uh, Robert Mueller III. It's Robert, actually, Robert S. Mueller III. Mm. And the S stands for Swan, which is kind of an unusual middle name. Yeah. Oh, Robert's... a lot of people use the middle name to pay tribute to a different ancestor's surname, yep. mother's yep. maiden name. Yep. Uh, the Scots do that. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, Robert Swan Mueller mm. the third. Mm. <laughs> hell of a name. Anyway, he's got like, um, he's trying to, you know, he's going to court pretty soon against Paul Manafort, uh, Donald Trump's ex um campaign manager mm-hmm. uh, of which Trump this week said that oh, he was only he was only there for just a little tiny bit he was mm. only there for a short time mm. you know you could God you know but anyway and he's um he's issued 70 subpoenas 70 70 subpoenas for people that you know in case they don't want to come and testify they you know they're gonna they're gonna, gonna, ha- they're they have, gonna to. have to testify wow but the big subpoena story this week is Trump 
Mm. Because Mueller has told, because there's, they've been negotiating for two months now about whether Trump is going to be interviewed by Mueller. Mm. I mean, it's just... Who's been negotiating this? Be, uh, Mueller and Trump's lawyers. Okay. They've been going back and forth, and you just think, man, you got nothing to hide. You keep saying you want to talk to him. You're full of shit because you're just fighting this all the way, mm. all the way. Mm. And they're going back and forth, back and forth. And There, is, a, there is another motive that, he, that isn't... Um, see, I don't know either way, but there is another possible motive. He just hates anyone who doesn't like him. Yeah, well, he doesn't and want to so be... Goes, stuff you, stuff you, stuff you, stuff yeah, you. Yeah, he doesn't want to be subjective, but that's nah, not... Nah, 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 nah. But that's not the motive. Yeah, he's across between Milhouse and Nelson from, <laughs> from The Simpsons, isn't uh-huh. he? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... And Milhouse going... when he makes stuff up. Yeah. And they've been going... We're going to build a submarine <laughs> with, with the big vampire wings and it's, and it's going to be huge and... Uh, uh, Sounds like you're talking about Trump running the country. <laughs> but anyway, they've been going back and forth on this, back and forth. And, and Mueller has actually now told, you know, the, Trump's lawyers that if he doesn't volunteer to come in, he can subpoena him. Mm-hmm. And so now the constitutional lawyers have come out and saying, you know, well, is it possible to, you know, subpoena a sitting president? Of course blah, blah, blah. it is. You know, they've done three. Uh, Three. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, good. Was subpoenaed way mm-hmm. back in the day for the Aaron Burr trial when he uh, knocked off oh. uh, Alexander Hamilton. Oh, yeah. And they wanted some documents. Yeah. And he wasn't giving them up, but he eventually had to give them up. Richard Nixon was yeah. the second one, and that was the tapes. And then Bill Clinton was for testimony, yeah. and that was, you know, with um, the Paula Jones case. And maybe a cigar or something. And maybe a cigar or so with Monica. Yeah, but right. um, but those are the three. Um but as I told you before, it'll be quite interesting um, if he does subpoena him. And I've and I've talked about Trump going to the martial law plan. You know, mm. just declaring martial law. He might just say, "Screw you! No, I'm not coming." <laughs> I, oh. love the, I love the way you're so so cocksure about that. Well, you, you're thinking the guy's an asshole. Say, yeah, he is. But um, when you say martial law, I, I see tanks in the street. You know, like <laughs> TNN Men Square. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Uh, you'll have hell to pay if he wants to do anything like that. No freaking way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as far as I don't feel like turning up, yeah, excellent. I, I suspect that he that might be something he thinks he could do. But yeah. you know what happens then, don't you? What? They go and arrest the mother. Yeah, but who, like, like how's that going to play out? A couple of guys are going to walk up to the White House and knock on the door? Yes. <laughs> yes, and it can be just the local police. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be the marshals, the local marshals, the yeah. capital police, or yeah. whoever they, you know, they decide to, to put there. But that's, a, <laughs> this is the lesson from Nixon. You're a citizen. Yeah. Well, they keep everybody keeps saying that, but there's still, you know, the other half that says, well, I mean, he could he could um, put out executive privilege. But that won't work because Bill Clinton tried to do that. Oh, he, I know he can pardon himself. He could pardon himself. He can't do that. Oh. He tries to say that he's too busy because he's got the Korea thing going and oh, this yeah, and that well, going. That Richard Nixon had the Vietnam to. War going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trump's got golf and golf. trying to <laughs> make up stories in public. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think that uh, Mueller will eventually subpoena him mm-hmm. because I don't I, because Trump's lawyers uh, will just will will not bend. They just won't give him. I mean, Rudy Giuliani is his newest addition to his law in his law case. Yeah, and uh, he's Rudy has come out looking like a deranged old man. 
and he's saying that the 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 uh, interview will only could only be two or three hours, only limited scope of questions. And you're going, Mueller's not going to do that. Yeah, he's going to do exactly what he wants to do. He holds the cards. You don't hold the cards. No. <laughs> yeah, Giuliani. He has gotten madder and madder as he gets oh, older. He, he's just really lost it. Yeah. All right. So, what is the information they want from Trump? Um, What's he subpoenaed for? You can't do it just to say, I feel like it. No, no, there's, there's, a, there's a list of 49 questions and topics, All right. and they want to know what he was thinking when uh, he fired James Comey, uh, what was the background uh, with the firing of Michael Flynn, his national security advisor, mm. you know, what was, those 49 questions about, you know, okay. what was going on in Air Force One when he was making up bullshit about the meeting. To, I know how to get him to answer these questions. Just get a TV set and make it like a set Fox. from Jeopardy. From Fox. From, oh just God. from Jeopardy. Yeah. And he'll yeah. turn up because he'll think, that's great. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm marvellous. I'm the greatest Jeopardy player in the world. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, uh, an American disgrace. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a little bit of a longer one. We're going to paint the picture here because this, this week has been disgraceful in America. And uh, you know, it all centers around the uh, jerk off in the Oval Office. Okay, we'll set the stage here. It, it's, it's been the news all week. And this is where the subpoena has come in, too. You know, they, this is a Stormy Daniels story mm. again. And this is a porn star that had an affair with Trump. Well, she says she had an affair with Trump in 2006. And um, she was paid $130,000 by Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. And Michael Cohen said he paid it out of his own pocket. He, and Trump didn't know anything about it. And it just happened that even though the affair was in 2006, they paid her off 11 days before the election. That had, you know, that was just a coincidence. All this stuff was just a coincidence. Can you make this thing disappear, please, he yes. said. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And now, Probably. so now our old man guy... Giuliani, mm. he's been on the scene for two weeks. He goes on Fox News and tells Hannity that Trump knew about the payment, that he that he paid Cohen back through reimbursements of thirty-five thousand dollars, blah 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 blah. That that he knew about it. How does Giuliani have? How was he privy to this information? He didn't say. Oh, he didn't say. But it's a bold thing to come out. Oh, with he's, but he says he's speaking for Trump because he's his personal lawyer. He's been hired to you know handle these affairs. Now, just two weeks, be three weeks before this, Trump was asked directly on Air Force One if he knew about the hundred thirty thousand dollar payment. He said no, he didn't know about it, and. He wanted, Then they asked him, the reporter asked him, well, why did Michael Cohen pay it then? He says, I don't know. You'll have to talk to Michael. Now, Giuliani comes out and says that he did know about it and that it was fine. There was no problem there. Then the next day, Trump comes out and says, yeah, 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 yeah. I facilitated that. I knew about it, blah, 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 blah. And then on Friday... Trump goes, no, 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 that's not right. No, no, no. Giuliani had his facts screwed up because he just started. You know, he didn't, he didn't have everything together, and he just started. So he says, no. And then the reporter says, well, why are you changing your story? And he goes, no, I'm not changing. And this is Trump. We're talking in front of cameras, in front of people, in public. No, I didn't change my story. I didn't change my story at all. And the reporter said, I asked you three weeks ago, and he goes, no, 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 no. You listen to what I said. You, you go back and check out what I said. I mean, this is how deranged the guy is. So he says, you go back and check out what I said. 
So every news report that I've said, that I've seen this week, they play that bit, and then they go, okay, we'll check it out. And they go back to the <laughs> Air yeah. Force One where he says, no, I didn't know about it. So, you know, that's a dis it's just such a disgrace because it's it just, you know, Giuliani's, it's, it's like watching a Stephen King novel and all these characters mm. keep popping up. Now you got Giuliani, you know, mm. involved in this. Yeah. And we're not stopping there because... Then we find out this week that the member way back when, when Trump was a candidate, his doctor said that he was going to be the healthiest guy ever elected to be president. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it turns out that Trump wrote the letter himself. Yeah. And you're going, everything about this guy is a con. And now he's getting Dr. Oz on the team, apparently. Now he's getting Dr. Oz. I, you know, I used to have a little respect for Dr. Oz. He was actually Bill Clinton's heart surgeon. Was he? he? Did, yeah, did the, did the triple bypass on Clinton. And he's turned out to be... He, Dr. Oz... Um, is in a, in a, you know, his name is Oz something. Yeah. And he's uh, an American guy. But he's he, a talk show. He's a sort of... Um, he's a bullshit artist. He's a bullshit artist with an Oprah-like television well, show. That's where he started. He yeah. started on the Oprah show as a little segment, as Dr. Phil did. Yeah. And he got regular. Then he, they found out that, you know, people liked him and he, mm. could, he, could, he could speak about medical matters. It's like fish coming after Barney Miller. Exactly. Exactly. Rhoda that's, coming after the Mary Tyler Moore show. Barney Miller, that's an old one, man. That's an old show, that mm -hmm. one. Yeah, good show. But Dr. Oz... You know, we're, you know, getting off the subject a little bit, but mm -hmm. he became, you know, he was a well-respected surgeon. Then he got his own TV show. Then he got money. Then he got then big he got eyes. Money, and then he got greedy. And then he started promoting this bullshit diet pill crap. Yeah. yeah. You know? So anyway, it makes sense that he's on, you know, Trump's team because, you know, every sleazeball going is on Trump's team. Yeah. So anyway, so you go back and forth on all that. The, the letter was phony. Everything about Trump is phony. Just phony. And then he continues to lie. The Washington Post has now posted, you know, the political fact check thing that they do. Over 3,000 lies. I mean, just all the time. Lying, lying, lying. Mm. And here's a lie. And this is what the damaging that the lies do. Trump treated out this week. There's three Americans that are detained by North Korea. And they're possibly going to be released. All right. So Trump tweeted out that the Obama administration failed to do anything for these three people. These three Americans just failed them miserably. Well, it'd be kind of tough for that to happen because only one of them was in detained when Obama was the president in 2015. The other two guys got caught on Trump's watch. Hmm. And he knows this is a lie. And the problem no, was... No, I, I think he's thicker than you might think. No, no, no. They've, they, they got detained in 2017 unless he's got his head stuck in a KFC bag. Did. Yeah, he probably did. He was playing golf. He doesn't read. Doesn't matter. What he does is 50 million followers, the morons that follow this moron, believe that shit. That's evil. And he does this all the time. He spreads. He, he keeps calling Mueller a Democrat. The son of a bitch has been a Republican his entire life. And he knows this. And he continues to lie. This, and this is what I'm saying. This, you know, he continues to attack the FBI and the Department of Justice because they're investigating him. Mm. He continues to attack the freedom of the press. He calls CNN the worst news organization. He must have said this a thousand times. Mm. But this week, CNN reported on a judge that had a, a that quizzed Mueller on why he was indicting Manafort on certain things related to finance because it had nothing to do with a Russian investigation. 
Trump picks that up and starts talking about the values of CNN and their news organization. He is so transparent. Yeah. It's anything that is flowering to him, he loves. Anything that's against him or negative, mm. it's crap. Mm. And that's, it's a disgrace. Mm. And this is the final thing. Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, mm. a congressman, Anderson Cooper just nailed him the other day. Oh, did he? He just said, he talked, they were talking about a bunch of stuff. Then he finally, he said, tell me, Congressman Jordan, does Trump lie? Have you ever heard Trump lie? And then Jordan starts talking about Hillary Clinton and about this and about, he goes, no, 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 no. Does Trump lie? Has Trump told lies to the American people? And then he went off on another tangent. And Anderson, I was, I was going, oh, this is good, Anderson. You're, you're hanging in there. Came right back to it. About five times he tried to divert it. And finally he said, hey, listen, the question is, have you heard Trump lie? And Jordan, I'm watching the, I'm watching him. His behavior is so contorted. He can po can't possibly say it. Squirming. I squirming. Think it's the squirming. And he finally says, no. And you go, my God. Right. My God. That's, that's not a really good way to answer the question. You could say, well, not knowingly, he may have had information. Like Reagan was yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't remember. Whatever. What happened. Yeah. I'm sorry but if I he just misremembered. Comes, he just comes out and says no. Yeah. Wow. And so what a performance from you, an idiot. You've got, you've got Trump being a disgrace. You've got the Republican Party being a disgrace. And, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting. I, You know, push comes to shove. I got a feel that pretty soon Mueller is going to have a showdown with Trump. And it's either he's either going to come in voluntarily yeah. or he's going to subpoena him. And if he does subpoena him, then, you know, then it then, goes. Uh, then we have lots of fun. It's just watch CNN it, or, or, or yeah, something. Yeah, that'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, I watched a uh, Watergate documentary the other night. And oh, yeah, did you? Oh, that's, I, that's always did. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was very, very good. And I still maintain that 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 type of Nixon behavior makes me feel more churn in the guts <laughs> yeah. than actually anything I, I've heard Trump yeah. do. Yeah, well, Nixon was pretty slimy. Oh. He was pretty slimy. And I just want to add one other thing on top of this. But, just you know, in case you think things have never been so bad, if, oh. ha have a look at a Watergate documentary and how Nixon was. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. You know, he, he was quite intelligent, and that's worse. Yeah, yeah, he was cunning. Yeah, you know, cunning. He tried to be cunning. Really, really um, self-obsessed. Devious. Yeah. Totally yeah. And devious and into it. But we, we, we soon forget that the last eight years before asshole Trump, yeah. Barack Obama, not one scandal. Not one investigation of Barack Obama in eight years. No, he's a cool customer and seemed to be a, a, an, a, an honest player. Yeah. Even if you didn't like his he, politics. Yeah, you don't have to like his no. politics. You don't like to have like everything he did, but he, he tried to... He caught he, a fly. That was the <laughs> highest moment. That was the highest moment in all American presidencies. I remember that. It was good. <laughs> Got it. Got that fly. Excellent. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, there was a, a, yeah. a Mexican party over in the suburb next to us oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. last night. Yeah. We played a great joke on them. We, went and we tried to build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Think about, you know, there's all this uh, super sensitivity about cultural appropriation. Yeah. If you're one of the first hundred there, you get a free sombrero, oh. <laughs> moustache, bag of cocaine. <laughs> well, I don't know about the third, but... AK-47. <laughs> An AK-47. <laughs> Yeah. And a drug mule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, so the wall, we had to take it down in the end. Ah, oh, damn. But it was a great wall. It's going to be a fantastic wall. Yeah. All righty. Um, D 
DNA. Yeah, now this is an interesting little uh, little tidbit here. There's a, a case, a 40-year-old case in the San Francisco Bay Area of, uh, of a guy that uh, killed and raped 12 women over a period of time in the late 70s and early 80s. And then all of a sudden he stopped. Uh, for you know, Nobody knew why, but it was a case, you know, one of those cold cases that's always there. And they finally got the guy. Mm. They got him. And they, you know how they got him? You know, right now, here in New Zealand, and in particularly in America, this Ancestry.com is huge. I mean, it's just huge. And it used to be you just filled out some forms and, and all this stuff, and they sent you some information. But now they send you a DNA kit. Yeah. And you send your DNA into this. Yeah into these people and they specified what sort of dna they want but you know whatever you can amuse yourself if you like yeah just uh, get a cotton bud and put it in your mouth yep that's exactly right that's and that's how they caught this guy they went to ancestry.com they had some dna from the some of the crime scenes and they they matched it up with this guy's relatives Mm. and nailed his ass yeah cool Uh, yeah uh, just amazing to me but what it does it opens up a huge can of worms in america about Privacy laws. No, no, you, you've seen it in yourself. You know what's yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you know the ACLU will be investigating this. Of course this. they will. You know, they'll yeah. be looking at it. Yeah. But, but well, still. It's good, to, it's good to be vigilant. Yeah. But you should be vigilant yourself as yeah. well. But it just goes to show Don't you once, once again, social media, anything you put out there yeah. can come back to bite you in the ass. Unless you're really smart with computers. <laughs> Which ain't me. Right. Which isn't 99.999% of everybody. You might think you are at home, <laughs> but you're not. Have you got a rooted phone? A who? A rooted phone. I don't know. You don't, you, you don't own your phone, actually. There's a whole lot of information there you're not allowed access to. Really? Yeah. Unless you root your phone. What's a root? I mean, I know what a so root we is. we can't go into it now. We'll have a <laughs> nightly four-hour computer science course <laughs> starting next month. Right. Anyway, um, S is the most famous middle initial, isn't it? Because when you said about um, uh, Harry S. Muller, oh, sorry. Harry S. Truman. Yeah. So it's S. Muller third, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we know that Harry S. Truman's S is just an S. Yeah. There's no name attached to it. They just put an S there. <laughs> I mean, what? Because two of the surnames of his ancestors started with S, and they couldn't pick which surname to use, so they said, stuff it, or words to that effect, <laughs> and just put an S there. <laughs> and Robert Strange McNamara, um, yeah. when yeah. he was... Uh, he was d- a defense secretary of defense. For, yeah. You know. And did one of the finest documentaries ever put on celluloid, The Fog of War. Yeah, 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 about the Vietnam War. It was yeah. brilliant. I, I listened to that. Oh, he Absolutely. just opens up, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really opens up. And uh, unfortunately, once again, uh, illustrates how uh, how many errors that we made and, and how things could have been different if we would have had any sense of yeah. intelligence. It takes some bottle. <laughs> And metal character to uh, to just admit that you were wrong about so many things too. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the face of that camera. Yeah. So bless him for doing that. He's dead now. But his middle name was strange. He was calling his <laughs> wife, and she said, "What is your middle initial, Robert?" <laughs> Buddy. And he said, "It's strange." <laughs> and so she never asked again because she thought it was thought strange. Of a really, really strange name. <laughs> and they got married and they were signing it. And he actually wrote Robert Strange McNamara and she just about fainted. It really is strange. <laughs> 
There you go. How well do you know each other? The history of the middle letter uh, S. Yeah. The, there'll be a novel and uh, there'll be a, doc, um, a, a book on that, a documentary. Yep. Yep. We'll get started on it now. Oh, uh, Max Cryer will get into that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, John. We'll talk Thanks, again next week. Yep. A week is a long time in Trumpville. Oh, tell me about it. Weekend Variety Wireless with Doc Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. Jared Hindmarsh is in Tahiti doing research. It'll end up as a story here on the radio, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, the story of Rua Kanana. Uh, tonight is the outsider tale between 11 o'clock and 12. And next week, I have it on fair assurance from Jared, we're going to be doing the story of Takuti. So that'll make a good double up, I think. All right, new sport and weather coming up next. And then the next hour, the amazing story of P.P. Arnold, singer to the stars in swinging London in the 1960s. And I can Tina Turner as well. Go look her up. It's just P and P. And the next word is Arnold. But uh, you'll hear from her in the next hour. I wasn't expecting such a fun and vibrant and storytelling interview. Um, I should have, probably, but I wasn't, and she's awesome.